That's... Oh, God. Yeah, he did that. Okay, well, anyways, everyone, welcome to episode 89 of the Maritime Wilson Podcast. I am a hooligan. Um, you know what, I think I'm at... That was some serious echo. Let's try that again. <laughs> we can't. Anyways, carrying on. I'm Hooligan. Uh, also name is Brad. That's what you're going to see me on Facebook from now on. Is. Uh, anyways, look at this. we got a full house. We have a totally full house as soon as I transition the video properly and get my act together. <laughs> awesome. Wow, okay. Anyways, so we've got, like I said, totally full house. We've got the uh, forever quiet Jason Tucker down in the Guardian PB, what do you want to call them? Down in the bottom there. We've got the Command Bros, top right. So enthusiastic. We have the Asinine Nightmare PB. Right? And then we have Dave Capio of Blue Line Paintballs. <laughs> so. Dave here is working on a hell of a project uh, that we're going to get into. And uh, But first, I want to know about Dave. I want to learn about Dave because I don't know really anything other than his first name. So, Dave, how long have you been in the sport? Okay, cool. Love it. What? Well, that's... That's just no good. Working on it. Get your shit together, man. <laughs> I love how the audio kicked in just as you said that. Fantastic. Okay, everyone, let us know what you think. Is it, uh, we sound good? Can y'all hear us now? You gotta wait five seconds for the response. <laughs> there you go. Sizzle's got our back. Yeah. Bad that is, yeah. that is some great A professionalism right there on my part. Look at that. Um, <laughs> Gabby, you're gonna have to kick, you're gonna have to kick your spew back again, bro, because nobody heard you. It just read your lips, and I think y'all. Yeah, right. Okay, so Dave, you're gonna have to like rewind that and tell us again who right. you are and what you're doing. All right. So, like I was saying before, I guess for the second time now, uh, I've been in the sport for over 30 years. I started in '93 uh, on, a, on a senior trip, and then uh, I picked it up again um, while I was in the military over in Europe. So I played a lot of tournament ball, and then I moved over to. Uh, Scenario and woods ball as I got older, and then Mills, uh, for Millsim, I got into airsoft for a while, and now I'm, I'm doing MagFed paintball. I have been for like the past year with MCS or RAP4, whatever you guys want to call them. It, it changed. Uh, and then uh, now we're kind of headed out on our own with Blue Line. So we've been doing this for probably longer than a lot of your, your listeners have been alive. <laughs> Are you raising your hand, Nightmare? 
eating so so what pizza. part what part of the United States you from, big dog? Uh, right now I'm in I'm in Florida. Uh, I, I was born in Jersey, New York. I uh, moved to Florida when I was little, and then I was in California for way too long, and then uh, and then back to Florida. So that's where we're at. We're in the southeast, okay. uh, and then we've been hitting. I haven't been home much. I mean, this year, I think I've been everywhere, all up and down the East Coast. So I'm based out of Florida. I, I don't see it much. All right. So you've been playing uh, paintball for about thirty plus years, right? Right. Yeah. What, what what type of uh, paintballing do you like? Like, I'm sure you have dabbled in all of it at this point. You know, I like I like all of it to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's it's. I know that's kind of a blanket answer. People are like, oh, I like paintball in general. And it is but I mean, honestly, right now where I'm at personally, it's magfed because I like the milsim aspect of it. Um, I got out of the military medically, so it's kind of like a, an unfinished chapter, I guess, if you will. So just coming back, doing that, doing the missions, and, and, and just doing Milsim is kind of really where I'm at with it. And it's, it's my favorite form so far. Milsim. So what type of fields are you playing? Do you like playing in the woods? Do you play with the bunkers? Do you play with, like, you know, manufactured bunkers, the balloon dips? Like, how do you get that? No, I, like, I like any field that has CQB. I mean, we, we hit up um, – Wayne's World's got a great course out there, uh, Gator Paintball, with my boys from Agfed, Florida. Um, they've got like a nice little trailer, which is funny playing in a trailer park in the South. It's, you gotta laugh a little bit about it. Uh, but is that just like a Sunday? Yeah. Right. Any Sunday. But, um, I mean, I like the CQB fields more or less anything that kind of simulates that, that kind of urban environment. I mean, I will play on bunkers. I'll, I'll play anywhere. And then, you know, following, I guess following the CQB, the wood stuff with some structures in it, uh, not so much falling leaves or I'm sorry, falling, uh, trees or anything, but like I've seen some great fields where they have like a little, um, I don't know, like a little village in the middle of the woods or something of that right. sort. That's that's just cool. Anything that's scenario that kind of like suspends that disbelief a little bit, um, I really like. And then some of my favorite sites because we were doing airsoft for a little bit, like I mentioned earlier, we actually got to go to military mount sites, which there's nothing better than those. I mean, you just can't top it in, in any way, shape, or form. And we're working on a project that's down the line after we get the paintballs launched that we'll be talking about in a little bit because um, we do have another business. It's Arc Milsim, and we are looking to figure out how we can get paintball back into the uh the military the military fields and things like that so that's honestly the best way to go okay love but it i gotta get a beer from a woman <laughs> i don't know whatever anyways um <laughs> okay that's cool so you've got a you've got a bit of a history just you know just a short one in the sport um all right so Okay, let's let's get right into it because I'm sure a lot of people are gonna have a lot of questions and it's it's just gonna take forever and a friggin' day. Right. Um, so <laughs> the first one already. Yeah, exactly. What will the paint cost? What will the paint cost? We're 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 targeting around sixty five a case. Um, we're not trying to we're not trying to make a huge fortune on it. I mean, like I said, we're we're, we're staying competitive. We're also gonna do because we're we're kind of targeting around Magfed. Uh, we're also gonna do a five hundred count and a thousand uh, count. For those guys that don't want to buy a bunch and store paint for months we've all been there i know brian has where you you go you buy a case of paint and i've seen your videos man you don't shoot that much well uh, no it's it's I'm hard cheap. to shoot that much hiding behind yeah, bunkers I'm sitting, there, I'm sitting there with like i've got paint that's been sitting in my in my my paint boxes for over a year it's just you know you go to a field paint only place and you can't use the paint you bought a month before and then so we want to kind of with magfed i mean i'm finding i'm about 500 rounds even during a scenario game, I mean, I, I shoot first strikes a lot too. I won't even go through a, a whole box a weekend. 
So we don't want that surplus of paint getting old. So we're, like I said, 500 counts, 1,000 counts, and a 2,000 case is going to be 65. And like I said, we're, we're playing with the price structure of uh, other counts. Okay, so it's 65 US. So that's equivalent yeah, to about, US. you're yeah, just shy of $90 a case Canadian. Oh, um, I don't know the conversion for which, Canada. Uh, well, it'd probably be like 150 in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like 90 bucks a case, which is wow. um, is is on the higher side of normal in Atlantic Canada. It's actually reasonable in Ontario when you're okay. talking about some places that charge 200 dollars a case. So, are you um, serious? I haven't paid 200 dollars since the 90s. So the fields that's that Canadian people, money. Yeah, that's, that's Canadian, Canadian money. money. That's yeah, like Canadian American money. American dollars. <laughs> those, those fields are actually... So the paint's actually cheaper in Canada. <laughs> yeah. No. Those fields are huge, and they're they're inside the city limits of, like, Montreal. Oh, okay. Uh, so their, their land tax alone and their property tax are just through the through the roof. Uh, nice fields, though. I plan, on, I plan on going there very, very soon. Nice. So... so they- Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say price. Price sounds great. Sixty-five a case okay. American, ninety case Canadian for two thousand rounds. That's what I'd be paying for GI or Vulcan here in uh, in New Brunswick. So that's mm-hmm. well within the range of me getting behind it. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, and that's what we want to do. We don't. I mean, the thing is, we want to. It's not like we're trying to. I mean, I've gotten involved, very involved with the MagFit community over the years, or this last past year. And we, you know, we don't want to gouge or see it as a business opportunity. We just really want to work with them because really where we're at, a lot of companies, it's like, I mean, GI, well, Vulcan makes a great paint. <laughs> Sorry. And, and so well, we're not getting into that. But they make no. good paint, and you really do. But the thing is, it's like Magna was kind of an afterthought. You know, it was like a, as a result of them coming out with graffiti, you know, it's just like MagFed players use it because it's good for MagFed. But yeah, it wasn't made for MagFed. It just MagFed right. players found that it worked. Is Right. So what we're looking for is something that's going to really work well for MagFed. Like, it's the focus of what we're doing because, honestly, MagFed's an up-and-coming – it's it's an up-and-coming, you know, uh, uh, subsector of paintball, and it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have – the people I've met, even Brian, through I mean, we've been talking for a while since he's sponsored by MCS, and, and I was his sponsorship coordinator. Oh, it's behind you, Brian. Quit with the finger. It's <laughs> black hair, man. Nobody knows yet. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, look. my bad. But anyway, I mean, it's, we've, we've been sorry. talking for years about it. And and so, like, I'm, you know, it's everybody we've met is fantastic. In the, and what we want to do is kind of give back a little bit, you know, when, we, when we're doing this project. This is why we're now, so focused. Let me ask you this, because you're saying, like, the paint for MacFed. What makes the paint more, you know, saying generally different. better or different yeah, for MacFed than outside of a hopper or, Right. You know. So a lot of a lot of the time when we do when we do MacFed, I mean, I'm down here in the southeast. It gets extremely humid. I mean, extremely humid down here. And so one of the things, as good as the other brands are, they tend to dimple really well. They get very soft, very fast. Um, I've had people that have said that certain brands, we're not going to name which one, will actually stick together in a string when they try to get their paint out. So what we're kind of doing is focusing on the humidity, excuse me, the humidity factor and the durability of the shell. Now, I know a lot of people are worried too, well, how's it, how frangible is it if it's durable enough for the mags? That's like a question we get all the time. And the thing is, the way the seam is set up, we've, we've done drop tests where excuse me, I got the hiccups, where it will balance. It won't just split like tournament paint, but when actually fired out of a marker, it is breaking on target every time. And we've tested it on, on, um, you know, closed dummies. Obviously we've tested it on people because that's half the fun of the game. We, we, we take it out. We use it right now, the limited batches we have. So 
we don't have a problem with it not breaking on the target, but it, it's not so fragile that it's going to break if you drop it. You see where we're coming from on that? So it won't break in the hopper or it won't break in the mag. Right. Or, you know, it won't have, yeah. you know, shatter paint in your mag. It's durable enough so when, when you're moving around, you can load it, everything's still going to be pleasant until you shoot the paint and it's going to hit the target. Right, so right. You, you know, I found so that you, sweet spot. Right, right, you guys manipulated the shell to be some special uh, formula, I'm assuming, that right. it's durable enough to run with and fragile yeah, enough yeah, to break yeah. so you're not missing your target. I right. Mean, that's good. I mean, I would, I would say, honestly, if I had to compare it to graffiti shell, because I know that's going to be our baseline, I'm thinking, yeah, Brian's nodding his head, you know, he can second that. It's, the shell's a little tougher than graffiti's, but it still breaks really well. I mean, obviously, it's more humidity resistant. I'm never going to say it's humidity proof because, I mean, Lord knows how hot it gets down here and how humid it gets down here. It's 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 environmental. All right. But, well, since, I'm sorry. Since yeah. it is environmental, because some people don't know what you're talking about because it's not as humid, you know, as other places. So, like, when you test this, you're just testing it, like, in Florida and the humidity there. Like, how would it compare to somewhere that's like, a lot drier? Like, yeah, Arizona. Arizona. You know, like Arizona. I actually... The thing is, the, the company that we're working with to produce this, because obviously I don't have a machine in my house or my garage to produce paint. I've used I've used their paint in Arizona as well. Um, I've I've lived all over the country. I mean, we lived in California. We did stop in Arizona for a little while. I think I was there for two years. And we played out in the desert. It works. It really does work. It's um, the one thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get Brian a tube. I already told him privately before. Um, but I mean, we're gonna test it obviously up in Canada where it's freezing. The best the best simulation we could do is we actually. <laughs> You're cold, Brian, up there. It just is what it is, man. I mean, I'm warm as, yeah. It's like I'm wearing a hoodie after all. Yeah, it, it's it's shorts weather outside still for me. But uh, we, I mean, the best we could do to test it for the cold is we threw it in the freezer for about an hour, hour and a half at like thirty something degrees, and I mean that's what it's going to be. It's going to be out for a while, and then uh, we tested it, went through the gun, no problem, no breaks, no dimples. It still works, and we we did that in a magazine and in the bag as well. So I mean, it does stand up to extremes, which is nice. Now, let me ask you this, like, when you did your testing, and I, I don't want to be like, you know, well, yeah, I guess I have the devil's advocate, but yeah. uh, when you do your testing, all right, uh, this is what I'm assuming, this is what I like, uh, it's sort of off people to understand, like, when you do your testing, it's usually like you make a paint, and then you load it up, then you put it all through, transpire, you know, all the things you do for it, but do you let the paint sit? Yes. Then do your testing. Because yes. a lot of times when we get to a game and the paint that we buy, it's not fresh ass paint. That's just been sitting there. So because that's what the owner wants to do, you know, is they get oh, yeah. rid of the stuff that's been sitting there, right? So like, have you did testing to that? Like, have your paint been sitting for like maybe a month or two? Oh, the batch, batch I have right now. I mean, this batch right here that I have right now has been sitting for six months. Mm. Okay. That's you know, we, we took that out. And, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see performance drop on a six month old bag of paint because it's right. I mean, that's even. That wasn't even factory fresh. This is the stuff we've been working with, and I've had it for six months. So, I mean, you know, it's still performing well. I mean, I took it out to a game the other day. I got to get that video edited, which, you know, I mean, it's it's a hassle. But, you know, once we get out there, you'll see the paint still breaking on targets. We used it in a, in a speedball game. We used it on long-range games. It's still working, which is great. You know, even at range, up close, or distance. And I did actually run it against an older batch of um, – I'll get the target range video together – uh, an older batch of first strikes. Um, we didn't change velocity on it, and I'll explain all that in the video. But just for you know your your grouping on a on a mannequin that we were using, uh, it's and it was within short range. So let me let me let me specify that it wasn't like we set the target a hundred yards away and we're trying with first strikes. Cause okay, that's gonna beat it every time. We we're at a regular paintball range, and the the grouping were they were similar. I'm not gonna you know 
you know, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, it's better than, come on, I mean, everybody would just call BS if I was like, oh, it's more accurate than a first strike. But when it was close to it, when we tested it out, it actually did, it was, it was within a good margin of error where first strikes were hitting as opposed to this. Um, and so we're, we're impressed with the performance so far. Like I said, that's a, that's a six-month bag of paint, a six-month-old bag of paint. Awesome. So, you mentioned you've had that paint in your possession for six months. How long have you been working on this project? Like how long? How long has Blue Line been? Uh, probably, I want to say about, yeah. about six or seven months. The, the thing is, working for another company, and I'm not saying that MCS is a bad company to work for. They've been great. KT's been great. Let me just put that out there before someone says Dave says MCS sucks. I love it, right? It's been, but the thing is, when you're when you're working with another when you're working with another company, um, you really just can't take off and go do your own thing like that. Uh, so. The idea and the groundwork was probably started about eight months ago when I was like, hey, MagFed's actually better than Airsoft. This is something I could do long term. But these are the problems I'm experiencing. And so because I'm a, I'm a performance driven guy, it's one of the things that the military kind of beats that beats into you. And then so I was like, you know, what, what could make this sport better? And so that's where I started kicking the idea around. That's when we got the bag six months ago. You know, I talked about it with my wife, who's my business partner in this and, uh, you know, about two months into it and she's like yeah we could do this so we started six by six months ago cool so it's still pretty young plenty of time to grow yeah. mm-hmm. love it i love it uh, well there's i mean the paint's the core of what blue line is i mean there's other stuff we're doing outside of that but right now where our sole focus is just getting the paint out um you know there's there's things i mean we want things that are going to shoot it there's a there's a, mm-hmm. a tier on kickstarter for the enforcer which a lot of people have asked me about too and it is a special edition it's MCS is, a pro, is a supplying the shells. It's got Tipman internals, and it's it's essentially a special edition Hurricane uh, that's going to have a hammerhead barrel. It's going to be a shaped projectile ready right out of the box. It's going to have the hammerhead barrel. It's going to have the flex air kit. And then there's going to be an upgrade, an optional upgrade later for the electronics in it. It does have the lock bolt, tapered bolts, all that other stuff that, that makes that gun perform. And that's that's kind of where we're going with it, if, to give you an idea of where the future is on it. Okay, now, so what's you're the name here. Of this gun again? Hey, hmm? What's the name of this gun that you're speaking of? The Enforcer is the one that we're doing. Um, like I said, it's 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 a special edition Hurricane that's over at MCS. Brian knows what I'm talking about with the, the Hurricanes. They're 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 a high performance gun. It's a. I mean, we we're starting. With, I mean, it's you know we're going. There's there's other guys in the arena that do really well. I mean, I don't think there's a bad magnet gun out there. Bill Six fantastic. Uh, Tiberius does a great job. Or First Strike. And there's a lot of stuff. So I mean, we know we're entering into an arena where there's a lot of really strong competitors. And so we're like again we're. We want to be on par, and you know, I want to. I personally want to exceed what they're doing right now. So that's we're starting with those products as base. Cool. Uh, now, I know you. Yeah, I know you've only been around like Blue Line's only been around for like six, six to eight months. Uh, mm-hmm. How many different variations of paintballs have you tried? Brian, um, we are on our fifth variation. The fifth variation. You've done five different types in six months. We've done five, and the thing is, like. I'm I'm that I'm just that kind of picky. I mean, the the blue light we have we start out with. I mean, I have some gold color. What's left of the gold color ones? I mean, we've gone through those. I've shot through all my my just regular blue and orange and black. Shot. I mean, we've gone through a bunch of different variations trying to find the right the right mixture. Okay. Um, okay. There are guys that just I mean, there are some that just didn't live up to the standard. And I mean, we, I'm looking at U.S. based manufacturers just simply because. Uh, yeah, I'm a veteran. Uh, I think the America. Audience, America. 
yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. the thing is, we're trying, we're trying to get U.S. based. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I mean, you, you've got guys that are, are shipping in from China. But we're all a lot of us are aware of what's going on when things are shipped and are shipped and produced from the same factory right now. And so we, we kind of want to avoid that too, and we want something where our QC is going to be able to be done here in the states, not. Oh well, we just ordered five skids from overseas, and well, half of it's crap, and we got to throw that away. So we're going to pass that price on to you guys, the customer. That just doesn't work for us. So right. if we're here in the states, we have more control over it. We have we're, we're able to base it better. And if there is an issue, which I don't foresee any, but if there were an issue coming off the factory production line, we can turn around and say, "Hey, get down here and fix this," or you know, send it back. Right, right. That's, tighter that's quality control. Thing. You're on the ground watching it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's, um, that's really what we want. Yeah. So what about uh, outside of the U.S. as for, like, shipping the paintballs? Do you have a – are you planning on offering Blue Line outside of the U.S.? I am. Um, obviously, to our, our guys up there in the north like you, you know, we're, we want Canada first and then eventually Europe. Um, it's just from working with MCS and seeing all of the hassles with certain customs uh, departments outside the U.S., we really want to make sure that we have that nailed down before I say, yeah, it's going to be in Canada on this date, because I don't know. Um, the customs gets, gets tricky. Uh, yeah, same yeah. Thing. It's, so, it's, I mean, it, the plan is, obviously, to, to, excuse me, to branch us out worldwide. What is, what is all this? What are y'all doing? Is this a thing I don't, now? I don't know what they're doing. Is my head too big for the camera to back up? Or... Yeah, um, I just noticed I'm sitting and I'm the original command, bro. But keep talking. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at that. I was like, what is this? We'll... <laughs> but, uh, well, like, starting like this, and then it might just, oh, whoa, whoa, never mind. Oh, 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 you're going. We won't, we won't go there. We won't go That's there. Right? We don't need to go down, right? We already got blue balls <laughs> on the table, and now we're going. All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, like I said, we do want to distribute worldwide. It is something that we want every MagFed player to do. I, I've got guys in um, – in the Netherlands, Belgium, France, that are even complaining about the paint that they're stuck with because certain brands can't make it out, so they're stuck with another brand or so on and yeah. so forth. So we do want to get it out there to everybody that is playing MagFed and yeah, and Scenario Ball. It'll work in, in hoppers as well. I mean, it's not just, well, just MagFed. I, if it's going to work in a mag, I hope it'll work in a hopper. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Somebody asked me the other day, they go, can, can we use it in a hopper? I'm like, I don't see why you couldn't. It's still a paintball. You know, it's just it's made for the demands of, of MagFed. And that's kind of where we're going with that. That's cool, though. I like that. That's and you know what? Even just for running, um, like you mentioned, scenario ball or, or like rec ball, uh, Tipmans are not gentle on paint. So if your paint can handle a mag, it'll do great in a cyclone feed. And, oh yeah, uh, and just be hammered into the marker at, at whatever speed you want. You don't have to worry about causing soup to form in your hopper or anything like that. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, now. Can you? Uh, probably you probably can't, but <laughs> I'm gonna ask anyways. Can you tell us uh, what the paintballs are made from? Are are they made from what a traditional paintball is made out of? Just like a different tweak oh, yeah, in the it's, formula? It's gelatin with some tweaks in it. I mean, it's it's gelatin paint. I mean, it's it's we're not doing anything that the ASTM is gonna have to approve because that's just a nightmare. Um, yeah, we saw that. Not like a Brian Foucher nightmare, but like an actual one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not but, as good. Because we're involved, we're actually involved in that process too. We're on the board for ASTM with everything that's going on right now with with MagFed and First Strike. But um, yeah, no. So we're 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 sticking with traditional formula, or I'm sorry, traditional materials, and we're tweaking the formulas. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I just turned ten there for a second. Um, <coughs> voice cracked and everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, hey guys, welcome to my birthday party. Welcome to her puberty. Uh, <laughs> now, um, can you can you drop a few hints on who is manufacturing this paint? I'll, I'll put it this way: they're they are American based, and they're one of the oldest in the industry, and that's and that's really where there's a lot of experience behind what we're doing. Monster um, more so than just players. I mean, from the manufacturing <laughs> side of it. Somebody asked me, they're like, well, I want, the, somebody asked me online, I, I, I couldn't believe, like, we, we want the actual formula. I'm like, seriously? Like, I feel like Mr. Krabs, you're like, you're not getting really, you're not getting the Krabby Patty formula. Guys. No, but, Krab- uh, I want patties. the formula. That's like going to but, Guinness and being like, can I have the recipe? Right. I mean, just, I, was like, I was like, seriously, do you want the, you want all the CAD drawings for what we have come up to so you can produce it first? But, um, no, I mean, we, we are with a lot of experience. There's a lot of experience behind what we're doing. Uh, awesome. And the people we're working with are fantastic. So we're, we're we're secure in the fact that this is going to be a great ball. That's great. It sounds like you're you're more than confident in your product, which is uh, really awesome. And it sounds like you've done your homework on all that. Now, right. uh, you mentioned you couldn't tell us when it's coming to Canada, but can you give us a rough idea of when it'll be available to the average consumer in the U.S.? Okay, so assuming the Kickstarter goes off without a hitch, um, and that's really what we're trying to get the Kickstarter for is to get the product distributed. We're looking at a December time frame, uh, late December, probably with the holidays Jesus. and everything. I mean, that's it's, it's when you say December and you get the holidays, it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to turn into a, what was the product I'm looking for that won't get me fired immediately from, from my current job. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be a vaporware uh, and be like, oh, I promise it's going to be out in, in December. And then here it is, January, February. Understand that the holidays are out there. For those of you that are watching, the holidays are out there, so my it might make the target in December a little bit more difficult to hit, uh, but we are early first quarter. Let's just the first quarter twenty seventeen. We'll just there you go. Guaranteed the, first quarter. Guaranteed first quarter. Kickstarter goes guaranteed. off. Assuming the Kickstarter goes off without hitch, if, the, if that doesn't, there we have alternate plans in place, and then we're looking at second quarter. So I mean, I want it out. I want it out in time for this, the actual season everywhere but the southeast. Uh, to, to, to be to be the release date so definitely by spring cool i'm looking forward to that because i'll just get somebody from the states so to by ship it up to spring me. 2017 <laughs> blue line plans to give the world blue balls blue balls Brian. no I mean, just the united states the plan, they're right? starting small Her, just Her, the united states yeah. all right so the Her, united Her states will have blue balls in 2017 yeah okay and i will definitely make sure i'll definitely make sure to get a test batch up to you guys up north so that you guys sorry canada we've already got blue balls man it's cold as hell Oh, well, yeah, yeah, icicles hanging off. That's not blue, that's like a frosty white. Nightmare, I that's think we need to educate you on what blue balls means. It has nothing to do with temperature. <laughs> yeah, no, I, thought was, I thought it was just cold, right? No, uh, no, boy. It's not. I'll send, you, I'll send you a PDF later on how that works. Okay, wait, where, where, where's Google when I need it? <laughs> just send him a scan of a textbook from a high school sex ed class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You ain't getting me with that. No chance. Oh God. Okay. Hold on. Um, so this I had lots of questions and they've already been asked, but in like different order. Uh, right. there you go. What was, when you were, when you were looking, when you were making these paintballs, when you were, uh, I don't want to say designing them, but when you were overseeing the manufacturing of what was the one, like the main feature that you were, uh, always looking for, like to be, to be to your standard, what were you, what was it you were looking for? Oh, it's not just one. That's the problem. I mean, we're looking for, I guess if you had a consistency, we kind of blanket, like a consistency in shell thickness, a consistency in the shape of the ball, a consistency in bright fill. I mean, we just, we wanted something consistent. And, and the reason that that was so important to us is it's really simple. You know, if you buy a 
if you buy a, or I'm sorry, if you have an inconsistent product, you might you might have half the people say it's great, half the people say it sucks. I mean, we see it in paintball all the time. Because uh, QC, I mean, it's just there was, what like dye paintballs, for example, when they had their when they were actually producing paint. I mean, I talked to guys that they swore by them; they were the greatest paintball ever. And then you talk to another guy, and they're like, "I hate them because they won't break on target, or they're out of round, or they're too large." Or, so we wanted something very consistent across the board. That's that's my main key because a consistent product is one you can depend on, and, and that's really what it's all about: is a dependable product. Yeah. Okay. That's. Are you? Are you just going to make 68 caliber, or are you also going to make 50s? Uh, 68. I haven't even looked into 50s, to be honest with you. Uh, it's just, honestly, that that market, I, I, rem I was there on the ground. I was working for another company when 50s were, and when GI came out and said, we're changing paintball to 50. And it right. just, it just, it seemed to me, and I I, I mean, obviously, Richmond and, and the Gardners have, have done a lot more, you know, business-wise in the, in, in the paintball industry than I than I have yet to do. But to me, it just seemed like a big waste because they and they put all this money into 50 this and 50 that and 50 this. And really, when we have a couple of fields that do young guns or they, they get a, a 50 cal for painless paintball for parties or Splatmaster, which is great for bringing in new kids. But, I mean, it's not something I – mean, that's a lot to invest in. 50 cal are not painless. Yeah, 50 cal are not painless. They drop it down to like 200 feet per second or 150 feet and – there's a field in California I used to play at called Tag Paintball, and they, that's exactly what they did. They got 50 cal. They went and dropped the velocity to 220 so that they could market to kids. It's just, wow. uh, you know, it's we just like, it's, but it seems like a lot of Yeah. Hold uh, on. I got to stop and question this one. Sorry. Yeah. Somebody posted. Yeah, this is a good one. Chris Flores says, make a round ball with the same poly of FSR. That, <laughs> that sounds like a terrible idea. That's that's okay. So I can't really go into. I would get a lot of trouble with the ASTM for going into policies, but there's a lot of reasons that right now first strikes being reviewed. And materials are a huge part of it. And one of the things that that Larry Casio said to field owners, and I know a lot of them, is that part of the reason that FSRs are having such a hard time is because they're not they're photodegradable, but they're not biodegradable. You, you see where I'm coming from? That's yeah, a, they'll, that's a they'll break down in sunlight, but if they're stuck in the shade the whole time, they'll never break down. I don't know, man. I put a first strike on my on my air conditioning unit during the summer just to see if it would change anything about the shell, and all it did was discolor it. That's not to say it's not a great product. Before I have Ben emailing me and blowing up my box, going, "What are you doing? Talk about FSR." <laughs> it's, it's a great product, but the problem is, is it doesn't it doesn't degrade like a paintball. It isn't. In, it is a piece of leverage that insurance companies use in order to block stuff like this. I would love to do a poly ball because, I mean, honestly, you can do all sorts of stuff. It would be zero affected by weather. Uh, but that's the problem. They're zero affected by weather. And yeah, know. can you now imagine like think of your average paintball field, right? And think about when you go out on the field and there's just you can see the shell of paintballs mm -hmm. past everywhere. And what you're seeing is maybe one tenth of what was there because a lot of it is dissolved in the rain and all that. Now imagine right. that, but poly, and you're talking. Just, well, goes, you'd have to pay a guy to sweep the field. Yeah, I know. But it goes another level, too. Like, I know out in California, they were very specific wildlife, fishing, game ones. And I don't know what your, your environmental regulations are up, up north. But they were, so, they were so stringent that there was a soy oil paintball on the market for a while. And because it was oil, they wouldn't even let it on the field. It had to be peg. Which, by the way, ours are. They're going to be peg. Um, it had to be. And so you couldn't, I mean... Those shards being left behind in places that are very environmentally friendly, it just it wouldn't happen. You know, it's just something yeah. that won't happen. 
California would be all over that. I mean, uh, parts of New York too. Here, I mean, here in New Brunswick, unless Irving said something, nobody would bat an eye at it. But uh, that sorry, that's a joke that only anyone in New Brunswick could get. So yeah, you know, Germany too. When we when we expand outside the states, Germany too is is super environmentally conscious. I and mean, even it was ridiculous when we were training in the military. We're tearing the thing up with tanks and Humvees and all this other stuff. They had us pick up our brass so it wouldn't get left in the woods. I mean that that kind of stuff right there. This shell. <laughs> Holly <laughs> shells would just be a no-go in so many places. Yeah. That and cost. Come on, man. Well, there's that, too. I mean, if you want to pay 40 cents a ball, I mean. But at that point, if we're going to make them out of poly, we might as well make shaped projectiles. You know, I mean, that's at that point, which, you know, I would love to do, but I, I'm going to let not, that. You're not pulling up that can of worms? <laughs> no, I'm not pulling that can of worms open. I mean, <laughs> if anything, we'll work with First Strike to rebrand a special color if we had to do that down the, down the road. I'm, I'm not even wanting yeah, to do that. And, the, yeah. you know, the truth is, too, with, with – um, with shape rounds, as great as they are, I have a lot of people that say, we're buying them, we want to buy them, we want to buy them. But from just when we run games, I've had people ask me to buy them. We've bought skids of them, and we've sold, like, 10 boxes. So, I mean, a majority of the guys are still playing with round ball. I mean, it's prohibitively expensive to use a poly, yeah. a poly ball. Absolutely. It's Fire and first strikes are fun, but mm-hmm. oh, it's, it is. it's an expensive day. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, it is. It, it totally well, it depends so. on how conservatively you can play, too, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it depends on how on how you are as far as a shot. I mean, I've seen guys that get first strikes and try and use them like round ball, and I'm like, dude, you're just throwing money away. But Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, it's like when guys ask, it's like, well, where's, when, since I'm still at MCS, like, where's the Hydra? Yeah. I, want, I want a 100-round I want a hundred round drum mag with, with first strikes. I'm like, are you, really? <laughs> so, okay. yeah. I mean, give it. <laughs> Bored rich kids, maybe? I don't know. Absolutely. That's what it is. Bored rich kids. Um, Well, like I said, it is a good product, but we're just not going to make that out of poly. It's just... No, I say give it time. Let the ASTM figure it all out. And when they actually have, like, a regulation for the shaped projectile, et cetera, et cetera, then then everyone can move in and start making their own versions. And then we'll see some real competition. Well, yeah, that's the other thing, too. I, mean, I was talking about it with my wife, and she went off and yep. did it. And she was just, she was overseeing everything I'm saying, and then she ran away. But um, <laughs> that's one of the things, too, when we were talking about competition breeds growth. And I mean, I know, or we know that right now there are certain paints that have a majority of the, of the MagFed market, but we would really like to. Oh, my God, Brian. <laughs> I'm what? A, you know, I, I still work there. I can turn that code off. But uh, <laughs> would you? I will. I will pay you, Dave. I would cry. to turn that code Seriously, off for a cry. week. <laughs> no, no. KT would kill me for turning it off. But anyway, uh, but yeah, no, he would. Yeah, he would. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, yeah, I mean, competition breeds growth in the industry too. Absolutely. And so when we're looking at the, the the dominating paint out there on the market, you know, with us coming out there, hopefully, you know, it's something they can take a look at too and go, hey, well, we're where did Blue Line do this, or where is this? And maybe they can do a MagFed-specific ball as well. And then you know, the other company, and we're just, I, I don't want to name names. That's why I'm doing that. But, you know, if they're looking at MagFed, I mean, that could only help um, increase the quality of the shell because, I mean, I know that's a big issue with, with a certain brand. Yep. You know, so. It's, yeah. And it's nice. That it's, it's awesome to see you taking the initiative to do this. And I, I know that, you know, you're not a huge multi-million dollar conglomerate that uh, like some companies. Uh, yeah, who who do probably have the payroll to do this and just are like, eh, it's not cost effective, um, because right. MagFed is still growing. It is still a very niche market. We're not the money making players in the industry. We're not shooting four or five cases of paint each. You we're know, not right? yet. 
If we're talking airsoft, yeah, exactly. I did a class at Paintball Extravaganza last year called Making Money with MagFed, and it was for the field owners to kind of teach them how. And the, and the truth is, the field owners, that these fields that we depend on right now for, for playing paintball, any sport, be it MagFed or tournaments or whatever, you know, they're they're looking to outside sources because they're looking at airsoft and it's overtaking. So they're like, well, better get the airsoft guys than have nothing at all. But at the same time, if you could turn them on to MagFed with something that's quality, where they're getting a similar range, even if they have to use an Apex barrel or whatever, and it's it's more of that, it's something they can depend on. It's something that will keep the paintball field still in business because that's that's really what it is. I mean, we, I ran an airsoft field, and all you, you don't make – well, you don't make shit doing it. I mean, because you end up – you charge you, – you, you can't uh, – you can't uh, you can't enforce field BBs only because they're all white BBs, and then uh, <laughs> all you're all you're getting is the admission, you know. And some people are like, "Oh yeah, no, these are yours," and they're dumping BBs back into the bag you sold them six months ago. So you know, I mean, it does hurt the fields. That's that's the truth of it. We did it for the love of the sport, but it does hurt the fields. So again, with the with a MagFed specific round, we're hoping to encourage more of the airsofters to came in, like really look at MagFed as a possibility. And yeah, you're not shooting two thousand rounds. Like you do with airsoft and and, and uh, a, a high cap magazine, but you know you're playing a more tactical game, and it is actually what they're looking for. So if we could do that with something that's dependable, then there's no reason the airsofters are going to stay with airsoft. They can actually look at magfed and keep those fields open and keep those fields. You know, I mean, there's four that just shut down in the southeast this week. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it. I know. I know what you mean by trying to keep magfed paintball in there to keep the fields alive because i've seen i've spoken to a couple of field owners who have said like you know they think magfed is really cool they said but you know for them to host a a magfed day they might sell five cases of paint six cases of paint um for a group of 20 right because right? everyone's splitting their cases and then you get a group of guys of rec ball players or speedball players and, and it's it's 20 guys it's 20 cases of paint Right. So, but you know uh, what the, the fields need to look at too, and they're and they're they're they gotta look a little outside the box on it. And it's something I've told all the guys when in my time with MCS as a as a sales rep when we were working with them. You can't make it magfed. You can't switch from tournament or rec or whatever to magfed. You have to allow for it to be a, something adjunct. So like let's say that the uh, this group that we have talking right now and, and the audience, we set up a, a game for ourselves. Let's um, do it. Right, let's, I'm all for it, Brian. I just, it's a long drive to Canada, man. but uh, <laughs> but if we were to all set up a game, it, the fields have to understand that they just put us on our separate spot on that field, uh, and they still run their stuff. Like Magfed is an adjunct thing; it's extra income, it's found income. It's not; it shouldn't be their sole. We don't need a there's, huge. If there's not a lot of us, we don't need a huge area. Right. So if these if these fields are buying, let's say they take the blue line paintballs and they buy like 20 cases uh, at a shot for me or or whatever. Um, excuse me. Then, you know, it's like they have 20 guys come out, they sell half of it, and then the next week, 20 guys come out, and they sell the rest of it, or so on and so forth. That's also why we're packaging in smaller packages, too, for the field, so they can order what they need, and they're not just, like, overwhelmed with this extra paint that's sitting. Yeah, and what do you do with all this paint? Right, but then again, since it does work in the mags, it will work in a hopper, so if they want to use it for their rec grade guys, that's, that's fine, too. We're on par with everybody else. So, you know, except for those fields that try and get away with, like, seconds paint and they're like oh yeah this is our rec paint but those fields usually fade out of existence in a couple of days any or a couple months anyway yeah um i would so this is off topic of your paintballs but it, uh when you're talking the the world of magfit um uh, i i don't know if anyone will agree with me but i'm of the mindset that i understand 
that if, if it's a mag fed only game or something like that the field's probably not going to make a whole hell of a lot of money um at least where i'm at so right. i I'm, I'm not opposed to like you'd mentioned admission fees like with your airsoft field mm-hmm. um well, I know that there's, there's a few groups out there that there's a few groups out there that do raise fees like i went to a i went to a game uh, not too long ago where it was like a 60 dollar game for the day you know and it was again the, the, the promoter got his cut and the field got an increased cut because it was mostly magfed but they still ran their parties on smaller fields you know like their their speedball courses or whatever they just put their rent, their walk-ons on there, so they didn't lose anything. They they simply gained a, an increased fee for the Megfit guys. Yeah, no, I mean, like if you have to shut down your field for a Megfit only game, because um, we don't we don't here in the Maritimes where where uh, myself, Guardian and Nightmare are, night, Nightmare Nightmare are um, there's there's not like two and three hundred player games right they never i don't think there's 300 paintballers in the maritimes wow um th- right it's all back brian fix that before you don't, show up. don't let them no i want to see a bunch of people put booper um, but, yeah, but, but you know what the guys are doing 300 player magfed games i mean you've got some really competent people that are doing it. i mean you've got kusha in the southeast but he's pulling from los angeles you know i mean that's a huge demographic the city of los angeles has the population of the maritimes Right, and then you've, <laughs> cool. then you've got you've got the guys up, you got the guys in the northeast like Andre Rodriguez and uh, Justin Schaefer and 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 uh, Javish Garcia and Steve Donnering. I hope I didn't slaughter his name. And those guys are also pulling from the, the the tri-state area, and you've got, I mean, that that area is hugely populated. I mean, you've got New York City in there, you've got Newark, which I hate Newark. I hope none of those guys are offended, but you know, you've got a whole. <laughs> I grew up. I, I was when I said I was in Jersey for seven years earlier when we were talking. That's that's the area I was near. So that place is disgusting. Anyway, uh, so the, those guys are pulling from huge demographics. And they do have that three hundred player game, and, and we're looking towards Orlando for us trying to do something like that too eventually in time. And that's the other company that we run, uh, Arc Milsim. So I mean, there's there's a there's a couple things that we're we're looking at. But those guys are running three hundred player games, and even then the fields. They're getting their money on on, on admission because a typical yeah. paintball does like 50, 60 guys a weekend or whatever. So they're getting one day of 300 players. And, yes, that, that benefits them. But, yeah, yeah for small, these smaller MFOGs that are like 20, 30 people, yeah, usually we just get set to the side on some field that's privately ours. Yeah, And that's that's what we do. Which I'd Here's like to idea. see more of that. I'd like to see a lot more. Uh... This is what you guys are. If you're a field owner, all right. And I know everybody hates this, but he's gonna drop you want to make wisdom. more money. You want to make some more money? Substitute your rental guns for guns that have uh, three round bursts or four auto. <laughs> then they'll buy paint. Then you can have magfed games because everybody who plays, which are gonna be your randies or your noobs or what else we call them, walk-ons, they're gonna spit nothing but paint. So you're gonna make twice, if not three times, the amount of money. Then you can have those. Uh, you know, airsoft games and those uh, magfed games because the people that you that are coming in just to get get your regular rec ball, you guarantee that they're going to spray so much paint and it's going to go so fast that they're going to have to buy more paint. That's just but an idea. The, ca- the counter I see to that, though, and I see this happen at Seabreeze a lot, is some people go to the field with a finite amount of money in their pocket and there's no ATM on site. So right. if they go in... They go full auto. They spray all their paint. Suddenly, their what could have been, you know, a three-hour day turns into possibly a one-hour day, and they're like, 
Yeah, that was See, I've, got, fun. I've got a solution for that. I got a solution for Which that. Which makes it better for the refs. If if, if, if you're running a field, that's perfect. Actually, I'd uh, rather you spend a, an hour or an hour and a half and you made three times the money. Because if you think about it, even if you if you pay three hours for we'll just we're just going to round it off for uh, we'll just say eighty bucks. You get a case of paint and you pay for three hours for eighty dollars, or you bought a case of paint and you pay for an hour for eighty dollars. Who do you think's making out? Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Look at repeat business on that though, too, because the customers are. Who doesn't be- love shooting a full auto gun? Every oh, time I, I give my gun to a newbie, they're like, "Oh my god, this is way better than the shit." That's they gave too us. much yeah. power. <laughs> you know, uh, so, and they want, can I use your gun? Can I use your gun? Yeah, actually, the, the full auto. I actually discussed it with some field owners before too. We talked about running a magfed, a, a magfed thing where it was fifty bucks for unlimited paint, but you give the kids three mags. And you let them shoot that, come back in, because when you when you break down the time of, of a birthday party, oh my god, it's forever to get them on the field and off the field. So what we were looking at was, we're like just exactly. bucks, and you're gonna, but you're gonna sell two hundred paintballs for fifty dollars US because they're only gonna use about two hundred in a three hour session. Oh, uh, it works. Think about it. Uh, let me run the math down for you. You get three mags per. That's thirty. Was that well three? Yeah. So the sixty paintballs per. The kids go in and out like maybe four times. That's 240 paintballs. You charge them 50 yeah, bucks. You're, yeah. you're, you're talking, you're talking MagFed, all right? Yeah, yeah. But Normally, saying- when, Randy, when Randy goes to go play paintball, they have a hopper, all right? Oh, yeah, They're going to yeah. have a hoop on for 200 rounds. All okay. their friends are going to spit it in, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, do this. At the end, they're always asking, yo, well, can we get more paint? Of course you can get more paint. You know what I mean? But I'd rather them say it after the first hour than the, than the, the three hours they've already been there. Like, hey, you guys want to get another bag? Like, damn, you, for real? <laughs> like, damn, there's like a whole bunch of other kids ready to play. And it's just worse. I mean, it just speeds the game up. You have fun just because you're shooting. You feel like Rambo for about an hour. And then you go home. And when you're out, you're out. See you, bye. I mean, that's, that's, that's I don't know about Canada. That's always been the American way. Make them spend their money at short amount of time. You go to a restaurant, they want you in and out. You go to a, a amusement park, they want you on and off. It, it should be no different right, than the paintball park. And if you want to be there longer, pay. Oh, yeah, we did that with Airsoft. Pay. We gave them a speedball game with Airsoft. We started that movement in Northern California. They're like, everyone's like, I want Milson. We're like, well, how about these, these first-person shooter days? And it was just a scenario based on whatever, from Call of Duty or whatever. It was a 20-minute scenario, and we got them full auto in a speedball arena. And we, we went from selling no BBs to selling a ton. Even the kids that were, it, was, it worked. See what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? You, you're like people love full auto that they love. I mean, because I watched them expend paint with, with single shots. I mean, I watched them empty 200 rounds and what? A game. Yeah, a game. And like, oh, then they have to fill it back up. But I'm, and, that, yeah. and I have to explain to them you have to place your shots. You know, you, have to, you just don't spray out there. But we know that they're going to spray. I like the people that spray. I like when they're out of pain because now I can go to the next crew. I can go to the other people who are coming in. It's just it's just a revolving door. Just you don't want them to be there too yeah. long. Of course, don't um, get me wrong. The more you become a professional paintballer or you know somebody who plays, you're going to play shot that's going to have you out there longer. But it is what it is. You should everybody should have these well, at least three when rounds. It, first, when it comes to rental you know, players you make, and people new to the sport and the people who aren't playing every sunday and it's not there yeah when it comes to the 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 occasional player the ones who are not involved in the sport absolutely you can yeah you can um 
I mean the player. The, was, the player goes up for a birthday party, for a bachelor party, for whatever. They can. You can do that. You could play that style of uh, of business with them, where it's just in and out, in and out. But if you go to an experienced player and go, "Here's 200 paintballs. Come see me when you're done." They're gonna flip you off and go, "I'm out here. I'm gonna go play at the field that's gonna sell me by the case." Um, so no, I think, you can still buy a case. I'm not saying that. You can still buy a case. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no. I would never stop somebody from spending money. That's no, dumb. but you, you gotta watch That's how we say it on American. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if you got the experienced paintballer, the experienced paintballer is gonna know. All right, I got 500 rounds. He probably already has full auto. If not, you know what I'm saying? I can spit 20 balls a second. So he, he plays the game the way he wants to play it. But the only reason why that, like, a Randy is so intimidated is because they don't have the ability to go full auto. They don't have the ability to return the rate of fire yeah. that the now, other person who put that, in a lot of money to their quote unquote gun or gear. That you, know, could be a, you give them that. You give that them that could be a whole show. I guarantee. Uh, that. I because, saw they started renting ions and they would have them set to ramp, and it was the same thing with the kids. And like you know, and it would, they'd even upgrade the package. Like, oh, you want the super tournament package? It's fifty dollars to rent instead of twenty five. <laughs> And then we'll sell you a bag of 500 paintballs. The kid's like, sure, in every game, there he is. He's like, can I get more paint? Because this thing keeps running away. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. funny. It's you know what the going to say? No. You know what right. yeah. With the NXL having these open, like, you just sign up for a division. You know, like, oh, I want to run a regional NXL tournament. That's a way to turn paint, too, man. I was watching some of these, these games recently on Go Sports. Man, I, I'm like, these guys all go out there with a loadout like they're freaking back players, but they're not. You know, I, I remember playing tournaments where we went out. I might have, like, four pods and, and the hopper. These guys are going out there with, like, ten pods now for their front guys. It's insane. You know, you're talking about, <laughs> and you're talking about spraying paint. And all they do is lock down a lane. I'm like, you guys got to be shoot at something other than the air. What are you doing? That but, is, you know, the thing about those guys, I mean, that is a great way to turn money. You know, the only thing is you have to deal with the attitudes. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the attitudes of paintball. Uh, no, no, I don't believe it. No, you're wrong. Right. There's no attitude in paintball. <laughs> right. Now, I mean, um, to say, you know, the NXL dudes, I mean, they, 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 that comes with a lot. You know, but oh, yeah. if everybody had the opportunity to use the same or e even close to the same ability as the, the players that are experienced, you will make more money. The kids, people be intimidated because they don't have the equipment to deal with what they're coming up against. They see a guy and he's camoed out or he got his gear on and he has this shiny ass space gun and shit. The first thing I'm like, no, but if they have a space gun of their own or something, they're like, yeah, this is full auto. They play one game, they'll be like, yeah, we can take them on. Mm -hmm. I watched uh, you know, the, the intimidation though, I saw kids, I used to play with a Phantom, you know what I mean? And, and I had anodized blue pretty, I miss that gun, man, so much. But the thing is, <laughs> Yeah. The thing is, I used to have a fan, and kids would get intimidated by a phantom. I mean, the, the kids going out there, you're right. You know, they're intimidated just in general, just to be on the field. They don't know. It was funny that some right. kid asked, you know, if the feed tube was where the batteries went. I'm like, there's no batteries, man. That, that's all. <laughs> you know, and they're like, what? You must be, you must be a sniper. I'm like, not wearing all blue, man. I was like, that just doesn't. Yeah. 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 So, I've seen, I've seen both sides of this coin. I've seen where the new player is intimidated and scared absolutely shitless because of the shiny speedball marker that is uh, just laying down paint. At the same time, I'd be worried about handing a brand new player a marker that can go full auto because new players are dumb. I have had oh, new players... Dumb, and they're like, like my drill sergeant explained to us. He goes, "We don't talk to you like you're retards because you're retards, but you're inexperienced." You know what I mean? I was, because <laughs> I've, so I I've say had, that. I've but, had new players run up on me, 
actually mm-hmm. um they've run up on me on the other side of the bunker and boom point blank barrel to the mask like they have no that's control the there's no the concept of safety yeah I mean, no we explained the, the rules the they just they got excited the adrenaline's pumping we had one that he sprinted around a bunker, had no idea what was coming. It turns out there's four of us there, and he just snaps with one, like, just point blanket. And, uh, now, listen, it looks like less experienced players that with a first strike on somebody's forehead, too. Like, and I mean, experienced guys. I mean, you know, like, these guys have been playing Magfit forever. They'll run up knowing that a first strike hits a little harder. And I've seen people point blank somebody in the head with them too. I mean, that's you can't just say that's new players. No, no. no. What you I'm saying a, is give now a, give a full now give that new player full auto with no trigger control and no experience, and they go full auto on somebody's face. Yeah. Right, that kid's yeah, gonna get booted from the cool. game, and first his ball, and he's done paintball. Players, but that would make such a great ball. video for bonus ball. <laughs> uh, that's players, why I don't bring you on the show. I mean, new players really tend not to move. They they go behind the bunker if they leave the bunker that they start from. You know what I mean? And then the ones that are gun ho enough to run up on you and try to shoot you is only because they know their weapon's not, their, their aim's not good enough, or they can't sling pain enough. I'm telling you, all that goes out the window when you go full auto. People love just shooting the gun and, and being in the corner. Yeah, and, after the game, you, you should see how many people we got just empty their hopper out. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean... Like it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's at the end of NOM or something. Like, <laughs> bat, 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 yeah, they bat, 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 just shoot the Can I just shoot it? Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, bat, 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 bat. I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, that that takes a lot of the Rambo out. That takes more of the player into a uh, a tactical. Because I'm telling you, when, when you have a full auto and you're like, and you're ducking, for some reason, that's extremely fun to the regular <laughs> yeah. Randy paintball. You know, it's a, bat, bat, bat. I used to see him do this a couple times. They're not moving. They're not running on oh. you. The dudes that run up on you and shoot you in your face is because they know they can't shoot you because their gun doesn't shoot the way right. they want but it to shoot. If we're talking brand new players, are they going to want to play again when they get ramped on by a new player who has no idea what they're doing with that trigger control and they go, this is painful? All Fuck the, that. I'm out of here. Listen, they, they don't want to get shot, period. All right? Because we deal with new players... Every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And then the first thing is, is it going to hurt? And we tell them, yes, it's going to hurt. But <laughs> after the first time, it's going to hurt, and it's not going to be that bad. The third time, you're going to be like, all right. And it's exactly how we play the game. Yeah, and they, they shoot wildly. You got the one guy who's the Rambo. You got the other guy who's just sitting in the back. Or if it's a girl, it doesn't matter, you know. But the, the, it's, it's the same play. So it's not really the full auto that is a problem. They're not scared of that. They're just scared of getting hit and not being able to, to like, Return that hit. Return that fire. Yeah. So yeah. it's even when if if they have the ability to do the same thing of what they think they're scared of. Like for instance, you can put anybody up against Jason or Freddie if they got equipment to fight them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're going to put you up against Freddie Krueger with this bat. Like, no, nah, man, give me something like it. Well, we're going to give you this razor blade and this hatchet. All right, bring them on. I see what I watched the movies. That's how they are. That's how people are. If you give them the ability to defend themselves properly, believe me, it's not like they're just going to run up like, because believe me, I, I know I'm, I, I, I use full auto, not all the time, but when I do use it, it's a great experience. It's, and the last thing I want to do is run up on somebody in the full auto. No, and, and that's what the whole full auto is for, right? Keep them at bay. Yeah, and, and I hear you, but what I'm worried about is a field getting a bad rep or – because I've been in customer service for, for 10 years now, and what I've learned is 
A person who has a good experience will tell their best friend. A person who has a bad experience will tell their whole neighborhood. So you get those handful of kids. Let's say you send out 10 or 20 kids out there and they've all got full auto. Uh, you're, half of them aren't going to use it. Half of them are going to get scared or they're not going to know what they're doing or they're going to try and sneak up. And then it's just like, bam, they get fucking full autoed by some asshat. And they're going to be like, that That hurt a lot more than it was supposed to. And they're never going to play again. Guarantee it, you will have half those kids will never come back. The way we came up was there's no hold on, there was no there's no such thing as bad publicity. The people who got beat on or got hit and stung, they weren't gonna play again anyway. <laughs> I guarantee you that. If it was just one paintball or five or six, they weren't going to play again anyway. I watched them. You know, I seen the one chick get hit with or the one guy get hit with one paintball, be like, I'm out. Sit down. He's like, I'm done. It doesn't matter if he got hit with six balls. I seen the dude, the mom shoot her son up in the head. Her her son was like 22, Ah. like five times at the end of the day. Yeah, he was pissed at the point when he got shot. But at the end of the day, we're like, yo, we're coming back. The people who get shot and don't like it aren't going to play anyway. I think people who got shot and was like, I dig it. You give them a full auto, they'll dig it even more. I think I think with paintball, either you love it or you hate it from the first time. Well, that's what I'm right. saying. Man. There's no medium. Through that. You can't grade somebody in a wall. It's, it's not like an acquired taste. You either like it or you don't. You either like getting hit with this paintball or you'll never okay. like it. That's just what it is. I went mean, to the field this weekend with, the, with these two guys. They brought their girlfriends out. One girl's like, no, nope. she was ready to go to the car pretty much early. The other one stayed the other day. And she's like, oh, I'm coming back. You know. Now, look, if you would have put a full auto weapon in that girl's hand, the one who said, I'm coming back. She would have been hopeful. Like, she's not was on the other team, man, I would have felt for him. She would have just kept lighting him up. But <laughs> it's, a, it's the same thing my wife does. If she's on the other side of the field for me, man, she just finds me. It's it's crazy. It's a yeah. good it's a good couple game. Oh, man. I brought the game where a guy showed up. He's a police officer. Got his wife with him. So I'm like, yeah, I'm about to put y'all on the same team. The wife's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We want to be on different no. teams. We they can't had, hear the shooting. They had something going on. And they <laughs> if anybody's going to take that bitch out, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one time I shot, my, I shot my wife. The first game I brought her out to, I shot her in, 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 the, in the boob. And ever since then, dude, she's just, every time I got on the field, she's like, where is he? Like, she, she, won't, she won't play. She's, she's usually looking for me, even if we're on the same team. It's, 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 it's really, really fine. terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, so if we're on the same team, operate. she takes the hooligan approach. And we did that. We did that. Huh? <laughs> We did an entire oh. Operation Domestic Disturbance where it was me, I, I generaled and she generaled, and we had the two teams fighting. It was funny. I mean, like, it, it, there, there were a lot of good pictures and a lot of fun stories from that game, man, but I, I, I could tell those for hours. They were they were hilarious. But uh, Okay, hold I mean, on. I got a good sport, though. I gotta, okay, hold on. Nightmare called me out about shooting teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I've only done that a handful of times, and the majority of the time, they deserved it. I am like, if it's raining real bad, I don't shoot at colors. I shoot at bodies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. if you get uh, hit, you're my teammate. <laughs> if anybody was listening to this podcast in the beginning, I believe it's probably one of the first 10 episodes. Hooligan will flat out admit that if you're not moving up and he's so, moving up, yeah. you should make um, sure you're taking it. So I captained a team early on ages ago and um i took inspiration from the soviets so i was hit i was in the front line i got hit this is how you know it's a good story when it starts with i was inspired by the soviets and um so one time i I get hit from the front line i go back to spawn and i'm walking up and there's this guy hiding behind a bunker and he's just like he's long bond he's like arcing at a 45 degree angle and he's firing up and 
I looked at him, I said, like, you got to move up, you're not doing anything, you got to move up, we need you. He's like, no, 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 I'm good here, I'm, I'm shooting, I'm, I'm arcing it, I, I'm hitting him. I'm like, no, the balls are, are bouncing, you're, you're doing nothing, you're a waste of time. No, 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 I, I got them, I said, all right, fine, boom, and I shot him, and I said, you're off the field, go. <laughs> he wasn't helping, that was so I eliminated him. That might have been his style of gameplay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, now, he, now, that's a player who won't come back. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, bro, sitting so far back that you're actually shooting your own teammates because you're, the balls won't actually go that far. It's not a game stop. <laughs> so that is that is hooligan with a lot of adrenaline and pissed off. <laughs> so I've calmed down since. I'm a little better now. He's not so. beard has grown in. Yeah. He's a more mature man. Yeah. I've channeled oh, the rage into beard. beard. This is pre-beard. <laughs> this is pre, pre, pre um, uh, hooligan beard. Pre-hooligan beard when he did pre, things. Like pre-beard, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was, wasn't my proudest moment, but it no. was an effective one. <laughs> it wasn't that proudest moment. I wasn't proud of it, but it worked, right? Yeah, okay. it, it worked, absolutely, because everyone else moved up. I'm sure. <laughs> what did that guy do? Uh, he went back to respawn, and I didn't see him rush the game. I probably did. You shot me. I shot you. I got shot a lot that game. He Both probably did. He was probably one of them. I hope he was. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So we're at one hour mark. We're we're done. We've we've had like what sixteen different topics in this show so far, and um, I loved all of them. It was fantastic. We're gonna make a couple of different shows about this. So let's go down. Let's go around the table. We're gonna go with uh, Guardian. Thanks for hanging out and sitting there. I was answering so, questions in chat. I know you. I saw that you were you were being tech you were being tech support. That was awesome. Um, tech support, Just not tech support. Tech. Who are you? You're the moderator. You're being the moderator, right? It's a necessary job. It's a very important job. Bricktop Command Bros Energy. Thank you for bringing your uh, excitement and energy. See what I did there? <laughs> Nightmare. It's been too long, buddy. Thank you for showing us. Uh, ads nightmare. What, what, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I never show ads anywhere. Yeah. I'm a very uh, what I'm going to do next time. Kind of person. Right so, um, I'm not for for anyone who didn't notice with that logo on the screen in the beginning. Uh, we're we're you'll see banners eventually. Um, we're now sponsored by Max Tech, which is uh, fantastic. Great guys. Uh, what we're going to do is next time. Is good dude. Yeah, uh, that I, I can't poke at the screen properly. Um, you see a little flag in the back of Nightmare's uh, room there. What I'm going to do is next time I'm just going to Photoshop the video feed to have a Max Tech flag <laughs> over that. No matter what he does, I'll just move the flag. <laughs> you can't silence me, man. You can't. <sighs> it's a good thing I've known you since high school. It's free, man. Um, change code Dave, just Dave, thank you for coming on and uh, and talking about uh, blue balls. I mean, blue line. Blue line Blue paintballs. Line. Yeah, right. thanks for having me, guys. Blue line balls. <laughs> Giving balls. balls to the world. And right. uh, I look forward to getting my hands on your His paintballs. Balls. <laughs> balls. There's a lot of people, man. You're going to have to take a number. but uh... <laughs> you got to get in line. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't have to wait in line. I'm, I'm oh, famous, damn it. Balls? <laughs> don't you know who I am? <laughs> you know, the people in front of them. No, I've done it once. The other times I've shot teammates were because they scared the hell out of me in stairwells. Um, it is different. 
And I felt bad. <laughs> I felt bad for that one. I did. I felt bad for that one. So anyways, guys, thanks for coming on. It was awesome. Uh, for everyone who's been chatting and watching us live, thank you so much. And uh, we'll have this up on Podcast, Podomatic and SoundCloud within a day. Hopefully tonight, if I can stop fiddling around with this damn pen. So until next week, everyone. Cheers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube.com.